Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 191. Hey, entrepreneurs, witches, how are you? I'm Hayut, and I'm just very happy to be here today with you. My guest today, Kurt Mercadante, shut down his seven-figure agency one Tuesday morning, and together with his wife, sold their home and most of their possessions, and now they are just traveling around with their four kids. When I asked Kurt about his biggest failure, he said, I built a successful seven-figure public relations and ad agency over 14 years. It grew and grew and grew. The problem was I built a company around the definition of success that other people had. Before we dive into Kurt's amazing story, I want to invite you to join our two Facebook groups, Women Entrepreneurs Starting Out and Entrepreneurial Marketing Success. Women Entrepreneurs Starting Out and Entrepreneurial Marketing Success. Join our Facebook groups. And now, let's hear the story of Kurt Mercadante. Kurt Mercadante helps businesses and entrepreneurs increase their authority brand exposure to the right clients so they can make more money. For 25 years, he has consulted small businesses, entrepreneurs, as well as some of the largest corporations and associations in the country. He has built three profitable businesses, including a seven-figure public relations and advertising agency. Kurt is a Gallup-certified strength trainer, host of the Freedom Mindset Radio podcast, and author of the best-selling book, Five Pillars of the Freedom. Kurt and his wife sold their home and most of their possessions, and now they are just traveling around with their four kids. Kurt Mercadante, hey, what a pleasure to have you here. It is a pleasure to be here with you today. Thank you. I'm so happy you are here. I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now. And I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and what's passionate about today and where are you heading? Yeah, well, right now, you know, there's business, uh, which is important. But to me, the key is aligning, right? Your business with your family, your relationships and your self-care. And a lot of people talk about balance. And so, you know, the most important things in our life, my wife and I, and, and we, we sold our home and most of our possessions. Wow. And we're just traveling around with our four kids. Wow. And we were in the mountains for six weeks. We're in Illinois right now visiting family. We're going to be back in the mountains and at the beaches. And then we'll see what happens over the next year with opening up. <laughs> but the reason, you know, we're able to do that is because I've built what I consider a freedom business which allows me to work virtually and serve my clients and help my clients doing what I love and doing what I feel like I was meant to do from wherever I am in the world. 
And that empowers, that freedom business empowers the freedom lifestyle and the ability for us to travel and, and have aligned lives. And usually I stop working uh, about noon or one uh, with my calls. And then we go out and we hike, we'll climb some mountains, we'll go to waterfalls, whatever it is. Wow. So many people are talking about that, about really becoming an entrepreneur to do whatever you want to do. And most of them are not doing that. So it sounds so great to hear that. Yes. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because I've worked with folks over, the, you know, pre-COVID, pre-pandemic. Yeah. Times were really, really good. The economy was really good for a, a while. And one of the greatest impediments to people who wanted to become entrepreneurs was a feeling of comfort and security. Yeah. Why am I going to go start my own business? Because times are good and I have security. Even though I hate my job, even though I don't like, <laughs> I don't like what I'm doing, it's secure. And I think what's happening now, and I've, I've seen some statistics, at least here in the United States, that entrepreneurship is skyrocketing now. Really? Because I think that comfort was taken away from people and they, they realized their job was really not that secure. And some folks are like, listen, I had sold my freedom away for a false sense of security for a while. So I, now I might as well go and pursue that dream and pursue that path since I'm at home. You know, some people have those the day jobs, the, the, the nine to five jobs, but they're working from home. They're working remotely. So they figure, well, I'm at home. So I'm going to spend a few hours a day trying to build that business. Hmm. So comfort, I think, can be an impediment to fulfilling your dreams. And we had a lot of comfort. And, and I'm not saying COVID-19 is good, right? But if there are some things that can come of it. No, but it's here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the last thing we can do about this, so at least we can... Try and use that. I love that. Yeah. And uh, you've been working with entrepreneurs for a long time, and you are an entrepreneur yourself. And I would like to ask you, what is your best advice to any entrepreneur that listening to us regarding their customer focus and anything that's related to their customers' relationships? Yeah, I, I would say that the, the biggest thing is that we often think when it comes to entrepreneurship or sales or branding, right, and, and, or, or, or dealing with customers, that our biggest tool, our biggest weapon is our mouth, <laughs> right? Oh, we can talk our way out of this. We can explain. We can sell. We can pitch. When really, your biggest weapon is your two ears. <laughs> Because when it comes to branding and sales, for instance, a lot of people get on sales calls and they try to overwhelm the customer. And I say, I call it verbally vomiting, right? <laughs> we want to impress the customer. We want to pitch them. We want to tell them about all our bells, our whistles, our bullet points, our features, all this stuff. And the, the client walks away saying, I just wanted to know what's in it for me. <laughs> for existing clients, it's the same thing. When you ask them, you know, what do you want? What's working for you? People love to be asked about themselves. People love to talk about themselves. <laughs> and so when you ask the question and then just kind of shut your mouth and sit back and listen, You learn, right? That learning mindset helps you to grow. It helps you to serve the client and what they want. But it also helps you to, you know, we often think we know what the client needs, potential client or existing client. I know what they need. I know what they need. And I'm going to sell them what they need. When what they want might be entirely different. Hmm. And you're never going to be able to give the client what they need if you don't first speak to what they want. Sure. And so to do that, existing clients or new clients, You got to use those ears. Mm, I love that. And you've got successes. And I think uh, what you're doing now is part of that. And we'll talk about it in a minute. But I want to ask you, what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers? 
the one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most? Yeah, you know, I don't consider them failures as much as learning experiences, but I built a successful a seven-figure public relations and ad agency over 14 years, and it grew and it grew and it grew. The problem was I built a company built around the definition of success that other people had. And I took money from clients that maybe didn't value me. I took money from clients that I didn't really like working with that didn't fit my vision. Mm. And I built that up over time and I became obsessed with growing the company to the detriment of my health, wow. um, to the detriment of my family. I, I wasn't the husband and father that I knew I could be. And so three years ago at peak revenue, I mean, the company was growing. It was doing wonderfully on paper from the revenue standpoint. I woke up on a Tuesday morning and I shut it down. I said, I've had enough. Wow. Uh, I had been having anxiety attacks for years. I was 60 pounds heavier than I am now. I was on a whole bunch of prescription drugs. And people say, well, why didn't you get it ready to sell? I said, well, I, I should have done that years before, but I was in denial. And when you let that build, and, and I've talked to people who know where it is, when you're done, that's it. You're done. <laughs> and as that relates to customers, a lot of it was because I didn't build my business around my ideal clients, the clients I wanted to work with. And one of the reasons I shut it down is I wanted to work with, I'd been working with a lot of large trade associations, corporations. I really wanted to work with small businesses and entrepreneurs <laughs> because I feel that's what I'm passionate about. It's, it's the backbone of our economies. Definitely. And um, it's so much more fulfilling but it's also more meaningful to me because a lot of corporations, trade associations have so much money that they just throw it at it. And they're like, how many impressions can I get? How many, you know, and, and, and they throw so much money at it that the challenge goes out of it. And, and quite honestly, a lot of them take themselves way too seriously as well. <laughs> <laughs> and they get, they're just grumpy and dour. And then I became grumpy and dour. So now working with entrepreneurs, it's, it's the biggest challenge I've had. This is the third business. All my businesses have done six figures in the first six months. I had a seven-figure PR and ad agency. Wow. Biggest challenge I've ever done, but it's the most fun and fulfilling thing I've ever done. I can understand exactly what you're saying because I've been working with entrepreneurs for 13 years, coming from the big brands to international big leading brands to entrepreneurs. There is something really tempting in working with them. Yeah. And now yeah. I would like you to tell us the story of your greatest most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something you did right about approaching your customers? Yeah, it, you know, it, um, it was funny. So when I shut down my agency, I started my new company and coaching and consulting and doing workshops and boot camps with entrepreneurs. And it was interesting that, I, you know, I had built my company off of rock solid sales principles. Okay. And having conversations with people and not relying on, I'm just going to run a bunch of ads and hope I get clients, right? And, and I'm not saying that doesn't work. But when I started this new company, I said, oh, well, I'm going to work more with people and it's, you know, it's B2C. And so I hired a Facebook ads guru and I did the webinar and all that. And I spent a whole bunch of money and I got zero clients. Oh. And what I had forgotten was that the timeless principles of, Who's your ideal client? Know very clearly who your ideal client is. And what is your, some people call it value proposition, I call it impact story. That one sentence that clearly communicates the positive impact your clients get from working with you. No, if you don't know those things, no matter, how, no, I don't care how many ads you run, how much money you throw at it, it's gonna be garbage in, garbage out. 
So I stepped back and I said, you know what? I need to build that foundation. I've built two companies before. Why did I throw everything out the window? Hmm. I went back to those first principles. And they're the principles that worked, you know, 25, 30 years ago. They work now. They're going to work 25, 30 years from now. We get so caught up with the tools and the technology. And, oh, we got LinkedIn. We got Twitter. We got Facebook. We got all that. And we forget the basic time-honored principles of communication. Know your customer, know your impact story, and then put together a process that uses the tools available to you at that time. You know, in five years, we may have Facebook, we may have Twitter, we may, we may not. We, you know, Elon Musk may have, you know, neural links in our brain. Whatever <laughs> it is, the foundation is still the same. The tools are the different. And so being able to discover that for myself, to flourish and build my company in which I can serve people and teach them the same principles to me. Uh, and, and, and by the way, build a company that allows me to, you know, go hiking with my family in the sure. afternoon and have fun. And you know, I'm 45 years old and I'm having more fun in my life than ever. Hmm. Um, it's this realization of I chased, you know, I'm a free market person. I'm a capitalist. Yeah. But when you become obsessed with material goods and money, you never have enough of it. Sure. And it's interesting now how when I let go of that, I mean, my wife and I didn't travel. I was making, you know, 1.5 million. We didn't travel because I didn't have enough money in the bank. <laughs> and it's so interesting now. Now I, I, I look at it and I, and I let it go. And, um, you know, one of the most oft misquoted uh, quotes from, you know, the Bible is money is the root of all evil. And people leave out mm. the first part, which is the love of money. When you become obsessed with it, it leads you down the wrong path. It led me down the wrong path. And don't get me wrong, profit motive is good. The free market is good. But when you focus more on providing impact to your customers, they give you impact in return. Mm. The prosperity is there, but you're not so obsessed with it that you become this dour, angry, anxious person all the time. And it allows you to have more fun. And so you know, I tell people I'm halfway to 90 years old and I'm having more fun than I've ever had in my life. <laughs> wow. This is <laughs> a great success. Wow. Can you recommend the best, most effective technological or digital tool related to customer-focused marketing of sales? However, I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that really works for you and can help other entrepreneurs as well. I am, um, so yeah, exactly. The shiny object, right? People get obsessed with that. I, but LinkedIn, <laughs> LinkedIn is, and it's so funny how, you know, when I started, so I spent all that money uh, on the Facebook. I went back to first principles and I started just filming a video a day, speaking to my impact and, and speaking to the impact my customers get. And I started posting them everywhere. I posted them on Facebook, on Twitter, and started on LinkedIn. Now, uh, LinkedIn had just gotten LinkedIn video. And I started to build a community around my videos on LinkedIn. Twitter, Facebook, nothing. Didn't get anything. YouTube, nothing. But on LinkedIn, it kept growing. And what I came to realize over LinkedIn, and, and we work with our clients on how to optimize their profiles, how to produce content that makes sense, and then how to use the search tools in LinkedIn to generate leads. LinkedIn is, uh, and I have to remember that, you know, you get in the weeds, right, of, of LinkedIn and everyone's using LinkedIn. And you realize I run across people all the time who are not using LinkedIn at all mm -hmm. because Facebook and Twitter and Instagram get all the news. But LinkedIn, from an authority branding standpoint, 
is, you know, depending what what industry you're in, is such a valuable tool because people are there to do business. People, there's nothing wrong with viewing grant, you know, pictures of family and cat photos and videos, but people aren't on LinkedIn to do that. And people put their information and their data on LinkedIn about their work. And so LinkedIn has those tools to find the people. And I, I get clients uh, and I help people get clients from putting out content on LinkedIn and creating that community, but also those sales tools. I mean, I use them to generate leads and I call 10 to 20 people a day Whoa. that I find on LinkedIn that may or may not have seen my content. Um, so LinkedIn is an absolutely vital. I think it is the primary or should be the primary authority branding uh, network in your arsenal. Wow. Love that. You know, there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I do believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really makes it for us, that really helps us to succeed. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? I think it's a sense of detachment. Detachment from, you know, when you focus on the process yeah. and become a little less attached to the results mm -hmm. because there's, there's things you can control and can't control, right? You know, I do a lot of, or I was doing a lot of in-person keynote speeches. Yeah. Well, I couldn't have predicted in February that in March the world would be shut down. <laughs> and so I went back to my process and said, okay, I'm going to go get virtual speeches, right? And so you focus on that process because there's a pandemic, there, there might be, you know, a ter I, I, you know, I remember every eight to 12 years, right? There's something, there was 9-11. Then there was the crash of 2007, 2008. And depending on where you are in the world, they, these things come even more frequently. Definitely. You become, it's a sense of detachment, but also a sense of detachment from what other people think about you. And, you know, society, there are many in society who, who tend toward conformity. And if you let them guide you, then you get those limiting beliefs in your head about what is and what isn't possible. And there's a lot of people who live in a small box <laughs> and here's what you do and here's how it goes and here's how your life plays out. And if you're someone, for instance, who wants to start a company and it, it sounds crazy to five of your friends, but it's a company that's doable, don't listen to your friends. <laughs> you know, go out and start that company. And it's, it's that fine line between, yeah, you want advice, but take advice from some people who have done something. Take advice from some big thinkers and don't let the limiting beliefs of some people around you. I call them, I call them the, the scarcity pimps. They're, uh, they have a scarcity mindset <laughs> and they want to infect you with it. Wow. Surround yourself with people who have an abundance mindset, who when they wake up in the morning, don't look at all the things that are bad in the world. Hmm. Um, they wake up and say, today's pretty awesome. What could make today even more awesome? Rather than saying, well, today's okay, but I got this, these four things that I hate to do today. And there's this, and you know, yeah, there's a pandemic going on. Yes, there's all things going on. I mean, in your part of the world, there's a lot more going on <laughs> yeah. that people could look down upon. And but you can wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I'm alive. I'm going to get to spend time today with people I love. The sun is shining. We're all here. You know, <laughs> we, pandemic or not, I mean, you look back to even 100 years ago, our ability to deal with pandemics, our ability to quarantine, it's like in years past, it was, it was the sacrifices that we were asked to make. And now it's like, okay, you're quarantined with a TV. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> right. We got it pretty good, you know? Yeah. My last question, before I ask you what is the best way to connect with you, my last question is my mountain question. And as my listeners already know, I've been imagining the journey of marketing and then the journey of entrepreneurship as climbing a mountain, step after step after step until you reach the peak and then you climb another peak. And at some point I started to ask my guests, and that's what I'm asking you, whether you ever climbed a mountain or wished to climb a mountain or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? And I meant physical mountains, literally a mountain, but today I allow anyone to take it to the metaphor as well. So feel free. <laughs> yes. Well, well, as we discussed, you know, we just spent six months in the mountains and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so that was fun and climbing and, and I have a fear of heights. And, oh. and so it helped me get over that. We did zip lining through the mountains, you know, a thousand foot zip line. So that helped me get over that fear. And the mountains, you know, are amazing and, and the ability to strengthen you when you go up the mountain. But from a business standpoint, I often use that, um, and, and not just business, but overall life. I use that mountain metaphor with a lot of my clients because, you know, when we start working together, right, you, you, the goal is that peak of the mountain. And you may never reach it, but you're constantly moving toward it. And there's a few things when you're going up that mountain. Number one is you define the peak and where you want to go. Hmm. But then you, what you should do is reverse engineer it down to base camp. And a lot of times what we do is we start at base camp. We haven't defined the peak and we try to plan moving forward. And what happens there is you end up bouncing around from objective to objective without having that clearly defined vision. So one key is defining that vision, defining that peak, and then reverse engineering it. It's like, you know, back in the in the olden days before we had GPS, right? We had to put a paper map out and put a pin on our destination and then draw, you know, reverse engineer the route. And when we do that, it it prevents you from just throwing spaghetti against the wall to see what <laughs> sticks, right? You you have a clear vision of where you want to go. The other piece is that you know, you and I are going up maybe separate mountains and we each have our own strengths. Yeah. And I'm a Gallup certified strengths coach and we all have what I call untapped superpowers, which are your talents. Those are your naturally recurring patterns of thought, feeling, and behavior. When you invest in them, you turn them into strengths. We all have unique, innate strengths with which we were born. So if when you're marching up your mountain, let's say a tree falls in front of you or there's a blizzard or whatever, and that happens to me. Well, your strengths and how you deal with that tree are going to be different from how I deal with the tree. And there's nothing wrong with that. Once you use your innate strengths and superpowers hmm. and amplify those, instead of worrying, worrying about your weaknesses, they help you and they propel you. And they're those tools, those weapons, those, those climbing tools that help you get up that mountain uh, toward that, that clearly identified peak. Hmm. I love your story about mountains and Put, what would be the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch? Yes. Well, there's one way. So on your smartphone, and, and I think this works internationally, if you text the word Uthority, Y-O-U-Thority, to 55678, you'll get an automated text back with a number of free resources, free webinars. Um, you, can, you can book a strategy call with me, or you can go to Merck 
M-E-R-C dot enterprises, Merck dot enterprises. It's my website. You can learn more about um, the programs we offer. We have quarterly authority brand boot camps, one-on-one uh, -on -one consulting. You can learn all about it there at Merck dot enterprises. So we'll have all of these links in the show notes of this interview. And Colt, I enjoyed this interview and what you said today. It was really fascinating. And hearing that from someone that really sold his house and went to the mountains, it's even more exciting. So thank you. Thank you very much. It's been a wonderful pleasure. <laughs> thank you, Colt, and take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website reachormiss.com. See you next week.